show is sponsored by BetterHelp Therapy Online. Therapy isn't for when you're at rock bottom. It can help you avoid hitting rock bottom. Life can be hard, but having tools to cope will help when curveballs are thrown your way. Visit betterhelp.com super and learn the tools to help you navigate when things get hard. Hey, brother. Oh boy, you guys, we are in for a good one today. We are going to be discussing who is stronger, Luisa from Encanto or Mr. Incredible from The Incredible. Now, it goes without saying that both of these characters are absolute beasts. Mr. Incredible, of course, has his infamous training montage, complete with lifting, pressing, and pulling, like, you know, literal trains. Casual. Louisa, on the other hand, can just constantly be found carrying around like a stack of donkeys, honestly more frequently than you might imagine be necessary. Bob, on a whim, pulls a full-blown oak out of the ground in the name of saving Squeaker the cat. Squeaker won't come down. Louisa can physically carry a church to a new location and afterwards agrees to reroute a river. Louisa, can you reroute the river? Beyond that, she even claims she can move mountains. Like what? These two are undoubtedly two of the strongest characters in the combined Pixar and Disney universe. But today we're going to be using beloved math to discover who is in fact the strongest. Why would they change math? Math is math. You guys might have noticed I seem a little extra peppy today. This is in fact due to the fact that I have some brand new Carlin Brothers single flavored beans. They have one flavor and that flavor is coffee. They're available right now at carlinbrotherscoffee.com. Look at the description down below. Okay, you guys, Mr. Incredible versus Louisa. I can't even tell you how many times throughout the process of researching for this video, I literally changed my mind as to what I thought the answer was. And I will just say it right off the front, it's a remarkably close battle. First, let's start off by like examining the source of both of their powers and how they both put them to use. Louisa is of course a member of the family Madrigal and on her fifth birthday, just like every other member of her family, she went up to a door where she was gifted with super strength powers. And I say super strength, but at times it almost seems like limitless strength, which of course doesn't come without its own weaknesses as well. But we'll come back to that in just a second. Otherwise, interestingly, it also seems like Luisa takes it upon herself to still exercise inside of Casita every single day, which includes sprinting while carrying dumbbells. Do you want a humbling experience? Go and grab two, two pound dumbbells and go and sprint. See how far you make it. Beyond that though, we also know that Luisa puts her powers to use within the Encanto every single day, regardless of the requests, no matter what the burden. These tasks can range anywhere from carrying barrels around to going and retrieving lost donkeys, which I'm gonna say it again, it feels like it's happening just far too often. Beyond that, she's also known to, you know, move entire buildings and just reshape the general landscape at her will. Mr. Incredible, or Bob for short, on the other hand, was just simply born into his powers, so, He's had them his entire life. And while we do see him work out at one point in the movie, it almost feels a little bit unnecessary when you consider the fact that he's been forced into retirement for 15 years and is still incredibly capable. In fact, before he even starts working out again, we see him easily lift a car, carry several people at the same time where he breaks through the wall of a building and he also defeats the Omnidroid Mark IX. They're clearly both strong on a daily basis, whether or not they're doing any additional supplemental working out in order to maintain it. It is worth pointing out though that Louisa is capable of losing her powers because they are driven by the magical candle that runs the entire Encanto. And if or when that just inevitably happens, Louisa is then 
completely and utterly and embarrassingly incapable of moving a piano on her own. For shame. So out of the gate with those particular considerations in mind, we're gonna give our first point to Bob in favor of just having sole ownership of his powers. There's nothing that can really take them from him that we know of. But for the rest of the video, we're going to assume that both of these characters are going to be found in peak physical condition, which goes without saying is strong. I know you could tell based on the way that I said it, but that's S-T-R-A-W-N-G strong. And so as ever, when it comes to assessing things like brute strength, we of course had to turn to the only available mechanism that we have at our disposal for determining who is in fact stronger. Math. The good news for you guys though, is that we've been saving up for quite some time, have fully paid the math budget, and you guys are in for a treat today. Who wants to talk about Newtons? Everyone, everyone, not fig Newtons. With that in mind, let's jump into the meat of today's video and the various feats of strength witnessed by both of these characters. Let's start with Bob's car, which you just casually lifts above his head, but not before just completely smooshing the metal with his hand by what almost seemed like accident. Bob's car is apparently based on a real world car called the Nash Metropolitan, meaning we actually have some data about it. It's unmanned weight is 1,785 pounds. I don't want to discount Bob's strength here or anything, but I really feel like this is a little bit of a testament as to how just like completely mismatched this car was for someone of Bob's stature. The average car on the road today is like 4,000 pounds. Either way though, 1,800 pounds, still very impressive and probably not even beginning to touch Bob's limit as we see just later on in the movie that he throws an entire car at Syndrome's ship. And even more importantly, we need to determine how does this car stack up to donkeys. Interestingly, it is reported that this car didn't quite qualify for horsepower. It just does have like 100 donkey power. So there's that. As previously mentioned, it seems like one of Luisa's chief responsibilities is just tracking down the donkeys that seem to have escaped, which happens far more often than is necessary for donkeys that otherwise seem pretty chill. Maybe the town or even just a day of Luisa's time can be dedicated to building some fences. In any case, I did do some research and looked it up to discover that your average adult donkey weighs in anywhere between 180 and 1100 pounds, which feels like an unacceptably wide margin if you ask me, but I will openly admit that my donkey lore is limited. But since these donkeys live in what is otherwise a straight up utopia, I'm going to put them on the high end of the spectrum at 1100 pounds each. And if you'll notice in this scene, she's just casually flicking them up in the air as if it's nothing and carrying six donkeys at once, which weighs in of course at 6,600 pounds. I don't wanna say it puts Bob's little like car trick to shame, but I'm gonna. Guys, we need to take a quick pause to give a huge thank you to today's sponsor, Better Help. When you are dealing with a problem, it is so easy to get stuck on that problem instead of seeking out potential solutions. I know, just think about that sentiment for a second. It is relatable. But for me, just this past weekend, I was getting ready for a huge event here in Roanoke, Virginia, and I was just getting completely bogged down with all of the details and very overwhelmed. But after taking a step back and just changing my mindset about the problem, I was able to find really good and positive, simple solutions. And that is a skill that I absolutely credit to therapy. It can be really difficult to train your brain to stay in 
problem-solving mode when you're faced with a particular challenge. But when you're able to find your own solutions, it can be so extremely rewarding. You guys know that I'm not particularly shy about having pretty severe anxiety, but therapy is really the thing that has helped me the most to deal with that. It's by talking with a mental health professional that you can learn the skills to deal with stress more rationally and quiet that anxiety. And that is why I would recommend therapy just to anyone. It just helps us learn how to deal with life's challenges. And so if you've been thinking about giving it a shot, BetterHelp is a really fantastic option. It's convenient, accessible, and affordable. And because it's entirely online, you can tailor what level of communication you have with your therapist to fit your own comfort level. So if you want to become a better problem solver, therapy can help. And you can get 10% off your first month when you head on over to betterhelp.com super. Again, that's going to be better H-E lp.com slash super for 10% off your first month. Link is in the description down below. But that's enough about donkeys and cars that weigh less than donkeys. Let's talk about trains. Let me tell you something, Bob Parr loves him some trains. And as a result, uses them pretty extensively in his workout regime. In one scene, we see him lifting entire boxcars with a single arm each, which for reference, and of course there's a little bit of a margin for error here, but that's gonna weigh in at about 30 tons or 60,000 pounds each, which is pretty impressive, but it gets even better. Later we see him bench pressing a locomotive, which weighs in at 432 thousand pounds. That is a solid 216 tons or 392 donkeys. And let me just pause here really quick because now I want to assess Syndrome's researching abilities. According to his file on Mr. Incredible, he can lift in excess of 55 tons, which is technically true, but so far off. That's like when someone's like, oh, I love that movie. It's totally in my top seven. They're not saying top seven because it's their fourth favorite. It's their seventh favorite movie. What makes this data even more inaccurate is that that's 15 year old data from when Bob was in his prime and this is Bob not in his prime and he's doing even more. That said, we do have an example of Bob during his prime that also has to do with trains. Guy loves trains. In this case, he casually stops a moving train. And I'm not gonna lie to you guys, I'm not sure that I have the math chops here to solve for X on the amount of strength needed to stop a moving train. Fortunately though, I found a YouTube video by a channel called Comic Books Versus The World, where they break down this exact scene and highly recommend the video. It was super entertaining and informative. Anyway, they reasoned the train to be moving at 55 miles an hour and to weigh, with passengers, roughly 1,100,000. 84,726 pounds or 592 tons. Bob stops this train in 11 seconds, requiring a force of 2,686,914 newtons. Holy cow. Or should I say, holy donkey, am I right? So five, well earned. However, Louisa still might have him beat here. At one point during the song Surface Pressure, you can see her holding up a model of the Earth. She's doing this with one hand, and as the Earth comes together, you can see that it is made of stone. Now, this is where we got to have some fun with the math. We did a little bit of research and discovered that Louisa comes in at six foot five inches. And from there, we used her height to extrapolate the diameter of the sphere. This was obviously super easy. We counted how many pixels made up Louisa, found it to be 230, and then compared it to the number of pixels that made up the globe above her, which was 1,980. Counted them myself. Math, math, math. 
this translates to the globe being 8.6 times the size of Louisa. Six foot five inches times 8.6 gets you about 55 feet in diameter. From there, we need to find the volume of the sphere, which is pretty easy once you have the diameter. All you have to do is take that information and plug it into the formula for the volume of a sphere, which is going to be four thirds pi r cubed. Math, 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 we ended up with 87,113 cubic foot of stone sphere. From there, we need to find out how much each of those cubic foot way. We decided to use granite for this particular calculation as she says that she is tough as the crust of the earth is and most of the crust of the earth is formed by granite. Personally, I found this to be another interesting piece of data. A cubic foot of granite is just simply a 12 by 12 by 12 brick and it weighs in at 165 pounds. This may or may not come as a surprise to you, but rocks are super heavy. There's actually a super classic strongman competition where contestants try to figure out how long or far they can carry a pair of Denny stones. When compared to rocks that you would just simply see about at the park, they don't seem very large. Clearly, these are some very strong people who are absolutely struggling to keep them up. Anyway, just trying to give you some reference as to how strong Louisa is, because her globe is going to weigh in at 14,373,768 pounds. That globe weighs 14 million pounds. That's a lot. It's obviously a lot, but in order to best compare to what Bob's doing, we need to figure out the number of newtons of force would be necessary to hold up such a stone. And as such, our math adventure continues. First, we need to convert that from pounds to kilograms. We can do that by simply dividing that 14 million number by 2.204. This gives us 6,521,673 kilograms. That becomes our mass, which we can then plug into the formula for force, which is mass times acceleration. In this case, acceleration is gravity, 9.82 meters per second squared. And we discover that the amount of force necessary for Louisa to hold up that globe is 63,912,399 newtons. What? Did I mention she's doing it with one hand? I mean, point Louisa, am I right? You'd think, but surprisingly, we actually have a very fitting comparison for Bob who holds up the Omnidroid Mark 10. We can tell by using the nearby buildings about how big the Omnidroid is, which is five stories or 50 feet. This actually is fantastic for comparison purposes because it's so close to Louisa's sphere. So we'll do the same thing again and plug that information into the formula for the volume of a sphere and math, 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 it comes out to 65,449 cubic feet. That is a lot, but the Omnidroid isn't exactly solid all the way through like Louisa's granite sphere is. So in order to account for the hollowness in the middle of the Omnidroid, we needed to go through and subtract out the volume of a smaller sphere. And because Bob actually punctures the Omnidroid itself, we get a pretty good look as to how thick the hull of the droid is. We judge that to be about two and a half feet thick, which changes our radius to 23.75 feet. Again, we'll drop it into our formula, math, math, math. The hollow section we need to subtract is 56,115 cubic feet, leaving us with 9,333 cubic feet of Omnidroid hull to account for. Just like before, where we need to determine how much a cubic foot of granite would weigh, we needed to do the same thing for the Omnidroid. So we assumed it's made of steel, which again, it might not be, but I think it's a good jumping off point. Either way though, a single 
single cubic foot of steel is actually significantly heavier than that of granite. It comes in at 489 pounds, which compared to the 165 per cubic foot of granite, that is so heavy. But so if we multiply that number 489 by our volume, we end up with a weight of 4,564,296 pounds, which we can then convert to 2,070,915 kilograms. It's actually far less weight than Luisa was working with, but Bob is dealing with more pressure than just simply gravity. In this case, the Omnidroid is actively slamming itself down on Bob and his kids. Once again, we found a way to incorporate this into our calculations. What we had to do was figure out where the Omnidroid was when it was at its top and how long it took to hit Bob, which is 0.8 seconds. And if you're willing to just trust me in this case, it comes out to 33 meters per second squared. As a reminder, that's gonna be more than gravity, which is 9.8 meters per second squared. So we can then take that number and multiply it by the mass of the object and get a whopping 68,340,195 newtons of force. Bob is basically being hit by a mountain. And bear in mind, this isn't even taking into account the weight of the engine inside of the Omnidroid. It's just the hull, not even the legs. So the true number is probably even higher, but it's also worth noting that Bob is using all four limbs to hold it off here. Meanwhile, as a reminder, Luisa is literally holding that globe up with one hand. Plus, it's also possible that the Omnidroid itself is lifting up in addition to Bob pushing back on it. To be fair to Bob though, in this case, he's definitely directly interacting with the Omnidroid. When it comes to Luisa, what we're seeing is kind of like this whimsical fever dream of a situation. We're not entirely sure if she's actually doing it. So it's possible that the globe only exists as a metaphor to demonstrate how Luisa puts the weight of the world on her back, which she does do. You think you've got problems? We can scientifically tell you how much emotional baggage Luisa's carrying around. Maybe I overdo it. Beyond mere symbolism though, Luisa does make a claim as to her strength that's pretty formidable. The exact line is diamonds, platinum, I find them, platinum. She says this as if it's like a common practice, you know, like put away the donkeys, flatten some diamonds. But she does specifically say flatten and not break, which means that the strength test we're looking for here is the yield strength of those materials. And fortunately, that data is pretty easy to look up. Platinum's strength is going to come in at a solid 70 megapascals. That's 10,152 pounds of force per square inch. Nothing to shake a platinum stick at if you happen to have a stick made of platinum. But just for reference, that's how hard you would have to punch platinum in order to dent it. Speaking of punching metal though, that is in fact something that Bob demonstrates for us. So we have something to compare to. Specifically it's the underminer's drill right here. And again, assuming it's steel, the yield strength of steel is 250 megapascals or 36,259 pounds of force per square inch. I don't know if you guys have a ruler handy or not, but 250, more than 70. But then of course we get to diamonds where it turns out the yield strength happens to be 35 gigapascals. That is 35,000 megapascals or 5,076,320 pounds of force per square inch. I can't scientifically prove it, but it feels like the only way that this would happen is being like at the center of a planet. 
probably. But in more scientific terms, that is absolutely bonkers. And I would dare say go so far as to give Luisa a little bit of an edge here. However, we don't actually see her do it. She just claims that she can. But to what use would the Encanto even have for flattened diamonds in the first place. And as long as I'm on this particular topic, I do think that's a worthwhile clarification that we're talking about flattening, not shattering. As I'm sure many of you are in fact aware of the fact that diamonds, while being incredibly strong, are very prone to being shattered. Although to also be fair, less prone than people think. It's not about to happen. Either way though, on the whole, as far as witnessed strength is concerned, I think I'm gonna have to give Bob the edge here. But it's also the case that Bob might have a higher ceiling altogether. We know that Luisa's strength seems to be fairly constant, almost regardless of any amount of additional training that she might do. Whereas we can actually see Bob getting stronger by exercising more. And again, I know that we did bring this up earlier. Luisa does work out too. We see her on a treadmill with those dumbbells. But I think this is more of an indication as to why she was gifted with these specific set of powers in the first place. As a child, she must have valued getting stronger through exercise. And as a result, this is the gift that the door gave her. So she doesn't work out to get stronger. She was gifted strength because she likes to work out. I think this is very similar to how Antonio definitely has an affinity for animals even before his door ceremony where he then is able to speak to animals. At the end of the day, I really think I could just genuinely be convinced that it could go either way. They're both clearly insanely strong. But if it did come down to a fight, I think I'd have to lean just a little bit more on Bob because it's just kind of part of what he does as a superhero. But I'll tell you right now, if it's donkey wrangling, we all know who has home team advantage. But more importantly, I want to know what do you guys think? Who do you think is stronger? And do you think that Luisa's song counts? Parts of it are so surreal, it's hard to know whether or not it's actually in play or just a demonstration of everything that she is mentally going through related to her strength. Let us know in the towel section down below. But as ever guys, be sure to like this video and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. If you'd like some more Disney action from us, you can check out this video right over here where we determine who is stronger between Elsa and Peppa. But otherwise, until next time, bye.